0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk,
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We often discuss the Irish language here on the station and whether it's something we need to look at, whether it should be compulsory. And when I think about myself growing up here in Ireland, when I was in primary school, my mum's English and she went to pick me up from school one day and the teacher said... God, she's got fantastic Irish. Are you from an Irish speaking school? And of course, mum has very few. She's picked up a few bits from us over the years, but she said, no, not at all. And that was the level of enthusiasm I had for the language, but... As time went on, obviously my effort levels in school went down and I ended up dropping down doing pass Irish. I just thought the idea of writing essays in Irish didn't really appeal to me. It was like the love of the language was gone as it just became something to be learned. And we forget about the culture involved in it, the history the pride of being able to speak Irish and much as my dad, once I expressed an interest in broadcasting, was trying to push me towards going Irish. I think he really fancied me as being a, another show again, um, and maybe reading the news. Um, he left multiple linguaphones and dictaphone things around my bedroom. It never really came back. And... I'm going to say I feel sad about that now. I feel sad that I cannot speak in Irish, that I didn't think about it until Pat Kenny said it earlier, to spend almost two decades in school and only come away with a very small smattering of words is, is quite sad, really, when that is our original native tongue. So we'd like to hear from you, especially if you've got, you know, kids of school going age. What do you think of their standard of Irish? Um, you can get in touch by texting 53106. It'll cost you 30 cent or you can always email us, email us lunchtime live at newstalk.com. But joining me on the line now is Mihal O'File. Um, Michal, thank you very much for coming on.
0: Thank you very much for coming You're more than welcome. I was just listening to your preamble there in relation to your own uh, days uh, at school and and the way that the torture, whatever you know, the torture you had for the language got lost and and uh, it does resonate. It, not not not, but it is. Uh, I suppose th- this stems from a, I did a, I did a, um, an interview with Radio na Gael today on Monday. It wasn't on this particular issue. It wasn't on this particular topic. It was to do well. well it was to do with, with our own sector here uh, as a College the and our request. Uh, directly to the Minister of Education to, to contemplate our request in, in setting up a governing body for our sector. Our sector is um, in existence for over, I'd say, 70, 80 years. And, and uh, while, it, while the Department of Education in the early days were quite active, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, they, they, they took full ownership and, and 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 governance and and uh in relation to the development of our sector sadly in the last few decades um uh they, they've they've more or less um They've distanced, them, they're, they're distanced themselves from what we do in the and we just reached out to the minister. And again, we're reaching out to the minister uh, because there is supposedly a review on at the present in relation to our sector. And we've asked her a very specific and a very, uh, very kind of, um, uh, I, I think, a very reasonable request that she uh, that she or whatever minister will be in place in like uh, in two weeks' time uh, contemplate uh, setting up a governance body for our sector uh, because, um, as I said, over 70, 80 years in existence still doesn't have one.
1: And tell me a little about the statement you made that our our standard of Irish leaving school is is shameful.
0: Okay, that was... Well, I suppose... I was talking to on radio on the Girl, I was talking to a different kind of audience. All right, you know, Gael Grade East. You know, lots of people listening to that particular program mightn't, mightn't agree with what I said, uh, and mightn't agree with anything I said. But um, I suppose when you're speaking to an English audience or the English media, like it's it's people here. You know, slating the Gael gift from say a college the Gael slating slating the education system is. You know, it's, it kind of reinforces the whole idea in people's heads. This is what I don't want to do. That, that Gaelic is difficult, that Gaelic is unattainable, that Gaelic is something that you cannot, that, it, that, it's, that it's kind of, uh, that, that it's something unachievable. Um, because that, that has been the experience of, of quite a number of people who've gone through the education system. And, and, and uh, what we're saying, what we've always said, Grailig is not difficult. Gaelic is different. It's not English. There are quite, quite a number of differences between Gaelic and English, but it, it's, it's quite an easy language to, to, to acquire, to learn. Uh, the process for for becoming fluent in Gaelic it's fairly straightforward, fairly simple. There, there, there's no magic. There's no um, it's not rocket science. And 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 but but um, I suppose the 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 education system has well. It, it never had a good track record in, in kind of getting people excited about Gaelic, about, about developing maybe a sense of ownership or responsibility uh, about, you know, what, what you said yourself, like, it's Irish, we are Irish, we're not English, yeah. um, Gaelic is our language and, and, and um, you know, it's, but the the, the the system of education has, um, but. Um, and not that they want to be, because people will get on the bandwagon and say, "Okay, do you know it's so difficult? Let's forget about it." But and um, that's that's the um, it would be an easy excuse to say it can't be done, which is uh, which is absolutely completely
1: untrue. Yeah, is it the way that it's taught? I mean, you know, mine's only one individual experience. But as I said, you know, I started with all this enthusiasm and I wasn't really thinking about it. And then the more time went on, that ownership that you're speaking of, that, that love for it, that grow, just started to fade away. And look, that happened with other subjects as well. But do we need to look at how we teach it? I mean, we played your one of your songs oh, yeah. there from Kalash de Lurgan. Well, do we need to make it more more that's fun?
0: Look, we've, we've had at least 200 songs since. You're more than welcome to play one each day because they're all brilliant. Um, but, um, and we've uh, quite numbers yet to put online from last summer. But um, no, it's, it's look, it, as I said, getting people excited about Gaeilge, uh connected with Gaelge, it's, it's so straightforward. It's so it's such a kind of, it's such a natural thing to do. It's a natural progression. Uh, but okay, the the the, um, the education system definitely regarding BAEGA, is well. again, it doesn't. It's not functioning. No, it's not functioning. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and okay, it's easy to say it's not this, it's not that. Okay, and and and, and, and but that's just an excuse for people to say okay, let's forget about it, which is. Totally, the wrong message that we want to kind of convey. What, what, what we're saying, we're reaching out to the minister for education because I suppose, in a way, there is there is no political ownership, or, 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 or um, that there is no uh, how, how would I say uh, there is no who's who's who's. But responsibility, there is no political responsibility in relation to, to, uh, and and it is a national question. I I feel it is anyway. Maybe Maybe other people might disagree. But um, we're we're again, you know, we're asking the minister to take, you know, listen to us, because politicians and ministers that they tend to just listen to, you know, inspectors, their officials, they're in an echo chamber that they only you know, and, and they do not listen. Yeah, well, you're so right. It's time like
1: for an overhaul of the education system full stop. And w- with all the neurodiversity that we're more aware of, which is a really positive move, I think Gaelge is really going to suffer with that because people are saying, well, you're not going to need it, you're not going to use it, let's just drop that. And an Irish exemption is coming up time and time again, which doesn't really do much for the language. Stay on the line, please. Uh, Mihalo file there from Colas de Lurgan who says the standard of students Irish is shameful after 14 years of learning. We're asking your thoughts on it. 53106 at a cost of 30 cents you can email Lunchtime Live at newstalk.com. I'll go to the phones. Paul is on the line from Rohini in Dublin. Hello, Paul. Hiya. What do you think about how Irish is taught yeah, in schools? Yeah, I think
2: the language is very well worth learning. I can see that, you know, from people who do speak it, they find it very enriching. Uh, I think too that, you know, teaching a desire to speak the language uh, is more important than uh, just you know, going in there balding and, and starting to teach Irish. And I think that that should start in our national schools. You know, uh, as a suggestion, I'd say that um, we continue to offer all pupils in national schools a grounding in Irish based on it being attractive, fun to learn, and something that you want to do. And then when the student goes to the secondary, uh, they're offered a choice in uh, whether they wish to continue studying uh, Irish are not, and I think that if we if we you know do our work right in the national schools, then the vast majority will wish to continue to uh, speak Irish because you'll always want to do well in something that you choose to do yourself. If it's compulsory, well, I'm not so sure that that's uh, an attractive prospect to go down the road with. And um, I think it's really a uh, 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 time to focus resources and everything is about money, of course, on on those who, who wish to speak the language rather than, you know, make it compulsory and, and have everybody um um sharing these, these limited resources. So yeah. yeah. I Sometimes I
1: wonder effect. can we refunnel resources um when we're overhauling this system and the way we look at Irish. I don't know if it's still the case, but I certainly remember reading a few years back that every government document has to be translated into Irish as well. And, and and that costs millions of euro. Surely that could be reinvested elsewhere to to reinvigorate the language because there still is a lot of love for it. I mean, how many students go down to the Gaeltacht? And it's a real coming of age time. And because you're going to the Cayleys and you're hanging out with the friends and you're talking it every day. I remember my my dad and, and brother and sister coming down to visit me. And we went out for dinner, and I was terrified to be caught speaking English with them because it had been a real mindset shift, and the main emphasis was sort of on having fun alongside learning Irish.
2: Absolutely, a hundred percent. I think uh, Irish should be associated with fun and with something that you, you know, you will benefit from doing culturally yourself. But I think the, you know, the compulsory end of it is the is sort of the. The, the the stick end of it, if you like, and I think that that's the the wrong message to send out to to uh, all students or those who who wish to continue, and I hope most of them would, if we do our work in national school correctly. We'll teach them the love of the language and they will wish to continue it in secondary school, but not on a, you know, you have to basis. You know, we should make it more fun, more attractive and attract people to it rather than making it compulsory.
1: Okay, Paul, thanks for coming on. Let's throw your idea out then to those listening. Is it the compulsory element that really adds you know, a further difficulty to the whole thing? Do we just try and instill a love of the language in primary school and then let students decide for themselves in secondary? I mean, we still have a lot of associations between becoming a teacher or, you know, a civil servant that, you know, you want to be hanging on to it. For that also, perhaps that needs to be looked at too. I want to bring Hazel in. Hazel, you're on Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. How are you doing?
3: I'm great. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks for coming on. You've opened an Irish language cafe.
3: Yeah, we did um, last year, um, last August, right in the middle of a pandemic, but um, we had the venue there. Um, we've been fighting for a Gwail school in, in Ballyferment now for a few years. And in the absence of that, I was trying to think of what way could we work with those Gwail goers in the area and those who want to see more Irish language in the area, um, you know, to fill that space while we campaign. Um, we opened up a Nina, which is an Irish language preschool. And um, we, as I said, we had the venue there for a cafe, so we opened that up as well. And it's kind of like a bilingual approach. So it's not to kind of be restrictive of those who don't have Irish, but um, the way it'll operate is we'll always have somebody staffed who can speak Irish. and We'll have groups who'll come in locally and they will have like curricular cohorts, coffee mornings, and everyone with a different um, level of Irish can come in and mix. And it's also as well about, you know, breaking down that kind of, judgmental piece around Irish probably around people can hear it being spoken in, in a, a comfortable social environment and even if they might know everything that's been said they'll start to pick up on a few words and be like you know familiarises them with that piece that they did have in school yeah, um, that's so
1: nice. There's something about that that just mm-hmm. gives me a real warm feeling, and I think that's what Michal was talking about—kind of tapping into that. There's there's no pressure, but it comes from a good place. It's embracing it. It's yeah. hanging on to it. And you're talking It This is not a, a you know a Gael talked area. Yeah. What what has been the the take up, and and how difficult is it for you to staff an Irish speaker every shift?
3: Um. Yeah, well, it's uh, so I'd have Irish myself, and the full-time barista would have Irish, and i have someone um, on, a, on a Saturday as well. So the way I was lucky, we went to uh, Gaeil School, we went to Gaeil um and I was lucky to kind of have a small network of people that I could say, look, would you be interested in, this is what we're going to be opening up, and, you know, to kind of just start. We had no major plan, I had no background in uh, cafe businesses, but... I just know that this would be somewhere that we could kind of say, you know, and put that pressure on Dublin City Council or whatever your local council may be to provide spaces because um, it is a Dublin City Council-owned building, so there's no major overheads. So it can give you that space around the cultural piece of, you know, focusing on that aspect rather than just continuously running the business. You need a bit of a support. Yeah. Um, It is a difficult time, obviously, people, you know, with with everything that's going on. Um, And I, I would like to then see if we could then build on that and um, go back to the community there has been a great response from me we've had people come from all over the place you know people who just might drop in and want to have a little bit of a conversation and order a coffee and just you could see that little bit of a boost of confidence because it's it's a confidence piece I find um, even when it comes to hiring people within the Neenry who will have Irish and childcare background we found that very difficult obviously with the cost of living and stuff and education that's going on so instead I support the staff that's working there to build up their confidence in using the Irish and Once you kind of break down that barrier, you could see it coming through and you could hear them speaking it in the corridors. And I don't know what that is about that confidence piece that we should probably be looking at. But if I I found it very difficult when I left school like yourself um, and people were speaking to me in Irish after getting back into a bit of local activism. And I'm a local councillor as well. And people were speaking to me in Irish. And that piece around not being able to draw on your your Irish that you've spoken for so many years was very frustrating, that kind of tongue tie piece. Um, and if you don't use it, you lose it. And I just think it's a waste. I, I think if we could get maybe a stream that we could support businesses like that to find somebody, even if it was in a local pub or restaurant or whatever, even just on one day. Yeah, no, I we hear have you, Hazel. Hazel we, you we're going
1: to have to, to wrap it up for a break here. But I just want to ask you very briefly, do you think we should make a compulsory in secondary school?
3: Mm, I don't think starting off compulsory. I think moving towards that I would love to see. Um, yeah is in compulsory would you say compulsory is in just you have to learn Irish rather yeah, than having it a full yeah way?
1: yeah, yeah. Would do, you, do we need so. that if we start making it optional will we lose it all together eventually
3: yeah you know definitely I think compulsory and giving people the option and looking about how we're teaching it I think it's a conversational language rather than a full on um, you know theory based I think if you could find ways outside of it, um, you know, even like that, make it the songs, doing your music. I think yeah. feel comfortable down it. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll have to pop in for a coffee one of these days and, and meet you, Hazel. Thank you so much for coming on. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about the Irish language and the standards of Irish that. Irish students have as they leave after 14 years. And I was speaking to Michal O'File of um, Coláiste de Lurgan and he just said, look, it needs a complete overhaul. It's a broken education system and it's been neglected. We've been asking for your thoughts. Uh, one texter says, Irish language is a waste of time and money. Remove it from schools or make it non-mandatory. Also close Irish radio and TV stations and TV channel. Wow. Ouch. Uh, Derek is on the line in Dublin. Uh, Derek, would you like to see Irish as an optional subject in schools? Hi, yeah, I definitely think it should be an optional subject. Um,
4: I think, though, that we should be really approaching it from a different viewpoint that, um, you know, for getting younger children to learn language, how easily they can pick up a language, especially if if they have parents who speak maybe a different language. And they just soak up the language. So um I think actually forcing Irish, <coughs> excuse me, when I was growing up, uh, it was really kind of, we had to, it was compulsory, so we have to learn, learn Irish. And I think it might drive people away from the language. Um, I'm not against learning Irish, but I think a European language is so important to learn. Uh, you know in this day and age i mean i'm trying to learn spanish myself and how difficult you know at my age how difficult it is to to try and pick it up
1: Yeah, that's only um, because we lose that belief in ourselves that we're just, I mean, I know our brains change a little bit as well. We're not quite the sponges. We were aged five, but it is about confidence. And it is the knowledge that when you go to Spain or anywhere else in the world where Spanish is spoken, that you will get to use it. Whereas I think if we make it optional, people will say they'll never use it. It'll never be spoken. And I'd be worried that it would just fade away. I want to bring Kieran in. Uh, Kieran, how are you at Embracing Irish? (laughs)
5: <laughs> trying to get better.
1: And, um, and and why do you want to do it? What's the motivation?
5: Uh, it's just important from, you know, our own little position on the planet where we're the only people here that, that speak that language and if we're not careful, we're going to lose it. Um, my experience with it growing up as a child was that <clears throat> it was to be learned and not to be spoken. I think we just need to shift away from and that approach, um, like everybody that's on is about learning Irish, should be learning Irish, and we should be speaking Irish, and we should be speaking Irish from an early age. Um, like even teachers going back over the years and primary school, it was <clears throat> it was more translations and, and grammar than it was actually spending time speaking the language, and you're just not going to pick anything up, you're not going to be able to use it. Um, and yes, yeah, that's that's one shift I think.
1: Yeah, but no, we, I totally agree like, with you, and I and I see what you're saying. And we spoke to Hazel earlier, who has the Irish speaking cafe in in Ballyfermot. And and it's just to put it out there, you have a gym and you're hosting Irish events there.
5: Yeah, so the reason I did that um, is I've gotten my son into a, a local leaner with the hope of getting him into a grail school. Um, and my, my Irish isn't where it needs to be, and my, my my wife she's from Thailand, so in terms of helping him with homework in the future, it'll. It'll fall on, on me if it's done through the Irish language. Um, I'm, I'm caught for time trying to learn it again, so I came up with this idea to, to host uh, sessions at um, Os every Wednesday at 10am. Uh, the idea was to maybe pinch a few parents in my local area in a similar position to myself. Um, I've actually got a couple of, couple of lads involved in around my own age. I used to go to school. I'd be good friends with them. Um, so it was a bit strange starting off. Because there's that awkwardness between us because we know each other, we we, we know what we're like. But the two lads are actually quite proficient with the language. After week one it was a little bit slow, week two got a little bit better, week three better again, and and, and the words are just just coming back because we're we're using them regularly. Yeah. Um, so, so that's basically it's just what what I want to do is just offer people a, an opportunity to re-engage with the language, but outside of a classroom environment, uh, and it's it's working because the. You know, we've all learned it for, what, 14 years that it's there. And then you're left with nothing. It
1: just needs to be reawakened, but come at from a different angle. Kieran, I absolutely love that. I'm sticking that on the group. I'm going for a workout with you guys first, and then I'm going for a coffee with Hazel. I'm picking up a bit of Galga along the way. I want to bring in Una. Una, you're a retired primary school principal. So what's your take on this? Do you agree that it's a, a broken education system when it comes to Galga and how we look at it?
4: Hi, Claire. Uh, first of all, let me say I'm a big supporter of Irish and I wish all our children could speak it. The problem is the way it's taught and I know that from being a, prin- a retired principal. When you think of how a baby learns to speak, a baby, you don't sit a baby down and say, look, this is the Amshar Kacha, this is the Amshar Loruk and you learn out of a, a workbook. No, God forbid you tell
1: them about the Mo Canelic, they they'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but like I, I have a grandson and he just fills in words at every night for homework and he doesn't really know what they mean. He's just copying down. That's not how to teach a language. I put in, put in a proposal to the Minister education minister before last to say if they changed if the department decreed that every junior and senior in every national school in the whole country taught gaelga the way they do in the Gael school. By the time they got to first class, those kids would be pretty fluent in Irish. They'd be able to converse and they'd start from there and be confident.
1: Yeah, it's kind of what Kieran said, that that you're learning it to speak it as opposed to learning it for learning's sake. Una, we're going to have to leave it there. But I mean, to hear that from a retired primary school principal, I think, you know, is, is so, so important. And the fact that she's brought it to the Department of Education, it definitely needs a change.